Now, here comes the music. It's been, uh, it's been a little while since we've seen you for fight week. Um, can you talk to me about what the last year's been like since you, uh, we last saw you in the cage? Um, just, you know, staying on my game, uh, training, putting things together, um, you know, staying ready, getting ready, all that kind of stuff. Really, uh, you know, handling the times as good as possible and, and you know, still... Here. Yeah, absolutely. And I know everybody uh, likes seeing you when you fight. Fans get excited. But uh, so what was the layoff for? Was it just uh, an injury? Was it just finding the right fight? I'll tell you later. Okay. I, what I did notice is, okay, I put up a post not that long ago just because I wanted to uh, kind of prove a point, right? And it was like, if you knew what was wrong with your opponent, if you heard down the grapevine what was wrong with your opponent, would you attack it? or would you avoid it, or what would you do? And every single person, 100 out of 100, said they'd go for it. And if that person has this injury and they, you know, it was that much that it was a wound, or if that was, or that much that it was like that big of a problem, then they shouldn't have taken the fight. So I'll just tell you, I'm good for the fight. Okay, well, <laughs> well, we'll talk about it. That makes sense. I mean, you're, I mean, the business that you're in, I, I totally get where you're coming from. Oh yeah, from too, it's about winning. Yeah, you know, so. and and if I knew it was wrong with my other person, like I can't tell you, I can't tell you, uh, I'd be the best person about that. Yeah, either. I mean, you'd be you'd be dumb not to. So I totally respect that. Um, I guess let me ask you this question. Then uh, I think a lot of people expected when you were back that you would be fighting Chris Cyborg. I know Scott Coker had mentioned it. So. Um, I guess what happened there? Was it just that you, with whatever was going on, you wanted one more before you took took on the champ? I was never, uh, I was never offered her. Like, you know, I, I would see what she was saying online and, um, you know, I would talk to uh, the matchmakers, I would talk to my manager, we would get conversations going and, and nothing would, you know, happen. I would get offered other people. You know, uh, I, I don't mind more time. I, you know, I'm, I'm relatively new to being a 145er and, um, you know, keeping weight on and, and doing everything I can to just feel strong and fast and powerful here. Like, it's fine, I'm fine. Like, I, I know everyone's excited about that fight. Her included, myself included. So, you know, when it comes, it'll just be much that much sweeter. It's fine. Yeah, so I know you guys kind of went back on forth online a little bit and there was something about drug testing that was brought up. Do you feel like she maybe misunderstands what situation you were in, so to speak? Like, she kind of made it out almost like you were dodging the fight. I mean, everyone's got to make MMA about conflict. You know, that's something that I, I'm, I just don't subscribe to. I don't, like, I've been doing this type of thing since I was 12 years old. Like, I could take the energy and I could put it in talking shit and fighting with people and accusing you of this or that or whatever. And, or I could put it into my training and you could see the highlight reels of my fights that everyone loves. So which one of those do I want to put my effort towards? Like, I'm going to do my talking in the ring. Um, you know, I... I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not sure where all the disconnect was because, like I said, I wasn't, I wasn't offered her. Coker says what he's saying online. She's saying what she's saying online. And my only request is that when we do fight, I do want to make sure that it's fair and I do want to make sure that it's safe. And I told them what that meant from the beginning. And I haven't seen steps towards that yet. So once that happens, that's what's up. So would that be an added level of what you guys already have to do? Yeah, I mean, we don't... To my knowledge, we don't get tested for anything. So, I mean, at least I haven't. And I'm, I'm open book, go ahead, you know. And I'm just curious if everyone else is. Yeah, I got you. Well, for you, I guess in the position that you are, you have Pam Sorensen, tough opponent. For Maybe not necessarily for her, but for you, do you feel like that this is the number one contender fight? Yeah, I mean, that's, I think Pam's done a lot in uh, 
you know, her time with Bellator, and I'm, I'm obviously undefeated with Bellator at the moment, and um, I put a lot of work into this, and I think everyone, like I said, everyone's very excited about the potential of me and Cyborg. It's been a long time coming, uh, but I, I'm focused on this fight. I'm focused on staying focused on this fight. You know, obviously, that's in the horizon one way or the other, and it's been in conversations one way or the other, but it's also been in conversations for the last 10 years and never happened. So the day it comes, it's gonna be awesome and it's exciting. And you know, right now I'm, I'm focused and ready for Friday night and that's all that matters. What kind of, uh, for, for her stylistically as an opponent, what, what do you kind of see as the things that you have to look out for? Um, I mean, everyone here is dangerous. It's a, a bunch of 145 pound, well plus, I mean, all, everyone's cutting down to that weight, but um, with a bunch of different matchup styles and a bunch of different skills and, you know, just being ready for anyone and everything, but also, you know, reading patterns and, and watching blitzes and everything that you can to just stay sharp, offensive and defensive. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm ready for her. I'm ready for anyone. I'm, I, I would be ready to fight me right now, you know, so it's just... Uh, you know, getting through the week, making that weight, um, going through the steps of uh, getting into that cage and then fighting. Um, just one question that uh, Arlene Blanco just resigned, and she kind of put it out there that she's going to be the gatekeepers between anyone else in Cyborg. I'm just wondering if you had any thoughts about facing her, or would you, would you prefer to go straight towards Cyborg? What does gatekeeper mean? Like, because um, she fought her twice. Oh, like you have to fight her to fight Cyborg? To get, get to kind of get to Cyborg, you're gonna have to get through her since she couldn't be her. Oh, I mean, like, I, I mean, I guess just because you fought someone twice, I don't, I don't know what that means. You're always gonna be in that spot. I understand she, her placement hasn't moved, but you know, nothing stays in any way forever in this sport. You know, um, and yeah, I, I believe her and I were on a, uh, we were both signed to fight each other last year but something happened with the visa for uh her to come to the states and it was something like a crazy long uh, application process during covid and whatnot so um you know i already know i was ready she was ready and i believe we were neck and neck for the one and two uh spot so i mean i do expect we will fight i i guarantee we're gonna fight but uh i i, I can't really comment on what constitutes a gatekeeper uh, as you mentioned, you're undefeated in Bellator. Have you done anything different in preparation for this bout uh, as you look to remain unbeaten? I, every camp is different. Every single camp of my whole life is different. I, I was talking to Dominic Cruz before about how every camp is a baptism. Like you, you go in and you, you do this, you end up in the water and you come out changed, you know, and, and then you go into the next fight different. You go into the next fight different. And, you know, within the last, 10 years I can't say I'm the same fighter right now that I was you know uh, last fight or the fight before the fight before like I'm always trying to improve I'm always engaged in the possibilities of what I need to work on and, and what I what are my superpowers like I um, I build and build and build and I always try to stay in the realm of being able to do what's unexpected of me I don't want anyone to try to predict me I don't want anyone to be able to train from me um, so uh, it really just comes down to doing that, honing it in, making sure every practice is not only good, but great and um, leaving feeling fulfilled with my choices and my coaches and the decisions I make, the people I surround myself with, the way I talk to myself, 
the way I think. Um, and if I can walk into that cage that night, knowing that I don't have any regret on any of those platforms, then I'm good. And uh, we know you have a lot left in the tank, tank as you showcase in your last two bouts, but uh, when it's all said and done, how would you like to be remembered most in your MMA career? Doing cool shit. <laughs> yeah, so my end, just to kind of build off your, like, your last answer about like, you know, self-talk and like, how that's helped your career. And I saw that you posted something on Twitter kind of saying like, ways that self-talk has kind of helped you in your career and kind of like, you know, made you get to the top of where you are now. So can you kind of go a little bit more into like, how self-talk has kind of, uh, in a way, helped your career and made you evolve as a fighter? Yeah, I mean, I remember when I first started jujitsu, when I was a white belt, um, going into practices and like I could wrestle everybody I was king in there because they all stood perfectly like this and it was like oh I have a shot there I have a shot there I have a shot there and um, I remember to make other people feel comfortable about going against me because I did feel I, like I I would sometimes feel a weird a weirdness about my own success like I never wanted anyone to think about like I am cocky or I'm coming at you and, and I'm taking for granted what we're doing here and we're learning on each other. Um, I remember I would tell myself like, it's okay, I'll take you down, but don't worry, I don't know any submissions. Don't worry, I don't know how to pass. And then I'm not only saying that to them, but I'm saying that to myself. And so when I'm not getting submissions and when I'm not passing, like I'm proving me right and I'm proving me right to them. And, and if they turn around and they say that about me too, I can't even be mad at them because I said it about me. You know, and, um, and I was like, man, I need to stop that. Like, I need to stop making them right. I need to stop making me right. I need to like start saying, no, I'm learning and I'm actually getting good at this. And today I'm gonna at least do it three times. And tomorrow I'm at least keeping this position and I'm at least going for the kill on these submissions. And then talking about that and setting those goals every day. And like, if even if I go in feeling like shit and it's just one of those days where it's like, oh my God, I have to go. It's not like I can't go. Like my coaches aren't gonna, just say, oh, you know what? Yeah, don't worry about it. Like, I have to go. I'll set my little goals for the day where it's like, okay, I'm just gonna stay on top today. Or I'm just gonna, you know, work on breathing. Or I'm just gonna, you know, make sure every shot I have is super clean and crisp. Or I'm gonna, you know, work on this strike or that strike. And if I don't get any of these other things, it doesn't matter as long as that one was the one I did right. And finding ways to just pick through little things so I can I can still be building myself up at all times and all moments and still find the good in things and still find what to be grateful for in things and that that keeps adding up, you know, and over time, over time, over time, I mean that's a lot. It's yeah. a lot of stuff. You know, and that that's been a, a struggle and a fight I've always had to have is with me and myself. Thank you yes. so much.